0: And now from our studios in Kansas City, Sci-Fi for Me Radio is live from the bunker. Here we go. Welcome everybody. It is Monday, and it's time to get going. I got all my screens up. I got ready to go, and uh, it is uh, that is not a commercial backs player. That is uh, that's a Beta S- a BetaCam SP deck that came out of a. Uh, out of a TV station, long, long, many moons ago, and that's actually uh, those little mini, uh, mini Star Trek figures there on the corner. That's actually Sulu <coughs> and Kirk from the 2009 movie. I'm not sure where I got those, uh, but yeah, there's a there's a Betacam SP deck there. There's a, an HD. There's a what is that? little JVC HD deck back there in the back and then down there below is a three-quarter inch deck old machines old machines and they all still work from back in my television days part of my 34 years of being a broadcast professional Anyway, hello everybody. We are live from the bunker. My name is Jason Hunt. I am the editor here at Sci-Fi For Me. Yes, 34 years in the business. And uh, got my start in radio, which kind of is the podcast stuff that we do now. If you listen to Sci-Fi For Me radio, it's available on a number of different podcast platforms so you can check us out there. But I do want to invite you to check out the live video on occasion because we have visual aids. Uh, If you are here with us live, the chat's open on both YouTube and Odyssey. And we've got all sorts of social media accounts you can find us. We've got the Discord server that you can jump in various different conversations there. So, okay, let's let's get into some of this. Apparently, Sodom and Gomorrah came to the Grammys last night. <laughs> just, uh, oh, oh my, oh my. Yeah, I, I'm i not going to spend too much time on this, but Variety, Variety has this headline. Sam Smith, Kim Petras brings Satan, cages, and whips to Grammys in fiery, unholy performance. I, I saw a clip of this. <laughs> and I'm not going to spend too much time on this, but man, I have, have we just gone down the degeneracy route uh, that rabbit hole so much that this now is, is just this, how, what, what makes, how, how is this acceptable? How, how is any of this uh, becoming something that is <sighs> may. I don't want to say mainstream. Are people really listening to this kind of music? Are people really watching? Why is this popular? I mean, uh, okay, it's... and then, of course, as soon as this, as soon as this, uh, this performance, uh, as soon as this performance was over and they went to a commercial, you're watching the Grammy sponsored by Pfizer. Uh, but of course, you know, I told I, I, I said my bingo card is fill in the blank and it's getting pretty full already. And it's, it's now the beginning of February. It's going to be a big bingo card. I told you 2023 is going to be a going to be a, a a show. Got to be a show. I just, you know, I don't I don't understand why this stuff. Well, there are scriptures about it. I did no, and no, I did not have a Chinese spy balloon on. But you know what? At some point, I mean, it, it. you should probably expect balloons when you've got a clown show in going on in Washington, D.C. right now, right? Anyway, Wikipedia snippet, a new name that I have not seen in the chat before. Welcome. And I should mention a couple of different things. One... Uh, we got raided Saturday morning during Good Morning Multiverse. Uh, some some viewers from Lorena Creole's channel came over to the to the show on Saturday morning. So I uh, want to give a, a shout out to her. Uh, you can find her on YouTube. I don't know if she's... On, I think she's on Rumble. I don't know if she's on Odyssey or not. And uh, we are currently sitting now at... 2251 over on YouTube which is great. And 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 this is this is one of those things where every now and again I get repeat I get reminded that there's value in all of the stuff that we still have on our YouTube channel. You know, everybody talks about abandoning YouTube and going to Rumble and going to Odyssey. It's it's kind of difficult to do that because you know when people find you brand new subscribers to the channel we have this back catalog that goes back years and when we have new people find us and subscribe to the channel there's all sorts of things that they can watch and that's good because it gives it gives them a variety of things they can they can catch up and they see what this channel is all about we've been fairly consistent over the years I got a comment about uh, 12 and a half, 13 hours ago talking about my interview with David Gerald and talking about David Gerald and his work on the the tour books, which he's probably never going to finish. And this comment came in 13 hours ago on an interview that I did 10 years ago. So it's gratifying and it's, and it's a little humbling because people are finding us and they're going back and they're looking at the stuff that we do and they're interacting with it. And that's good. That's good for the algorithm. But it's also good to, to th- that we haven't gotten rid of any of our stuff. You know, you can go back and you can see all sorts of different things that we've done over the years. And I invite you to do that. You know, check out check out the stuff that that we've done. You know, all of the different reviews and the interviews and all the different things that we've that we've done over the years. There's quite a lot. There's quite a lot. So those of you who are new, welcome. If you're just now just checking us out, just kind of kicking the tires and getting a feel, hopefully there's you know reason to stick around. We will. Uh, Try to satisfy. Um, real quick, we had a—now, this is, this is from the—this this is not really Fahrenheit 1984 stuff, but it's kind of apocalyptic type of, of dystopian future thing because uh, we have the, the, uh, the earthquakes taking place over the weekend, Turkey and Syria— and, um, you know, prayers prayers going up for the families, and the people who are, who are affected by this, impacted by this. But over the weekend, I guess yesterday, this morning, I started seeing posts from people who were uh, seismologists and researchers and people who were talking about this earthquake in a, in a broader context. Now, this gets into some real Roland Emmerich stuff. All right, 2012 Independence Day disaster films, and we've got a few uh, making predictions. They're saying, you know, this is this was predicted a while back, and apparently, and I haven't I haven't delved too deeply into it, but apparently, so earthquakes are 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 caused when tectonic plates knock up against each other and shift and move and round, right? (laughs) Apparently, there is some research, there is some evidence uh, that supports the theory that a lot of these tectonic plates have kind of been locked into position because of various different pressures. And because of that, the number of earthquakes at like 7.4, 7.5 and higher have been reduced over the last 20, 30, 40 years, and we're overdue. So apparently, as these tectonic plates kind of push against each other, and all this pressure starts building up, you're going to start seeing larger than 7.6, larger than 7.8, perhaps even as much as 10.0 on the Richter scale earthquakes starting as these as these pressures start to release so plan accordingly I mean at some point maybe maybe the geyser at Yellowstone finally lets go and and we're gonna have we're gonna have all sorts of issues right uh, hopefully not disaster level you know, doom quake type of thing, but you know, it's, it's, it's handy to have a plan. Even, even, even if civilization doesn't collapse, even if we don't get the big one or anything like that, it's, it's smart to have a plan just in case. I mean, it's wintertime here in North America, it hasn't been a very harsh winter yet in in this part of the country. You know, the northeast has gotten some some pretty significant snowfall. But people are talking about losing power. And uh, I I saw an artist Lenore Lenore Art. I don't know where she was, but apparently she went, you know, 29 30 hours without power. Snow on the ground. You have to you have to make some plants. Stock some food away. Have a generator, you know, those kind of things. And these are not disaster prep, but, you know, define your disaster, right? Your disaster is at different levels depending on where what your circumstances are. Your disaster could be the fact that you don't have power and, and the food goes bad in your refrigerator. You need to have a plan. Stock up. And then, of course, if civilization does collapse, you're already head to the game. I guess. Uh, Matt Twain says, they've been saying the new Madrid big one is due to happen ever since I was in grade school. Well, and I've, I've been seeing this. There's a lot of people that have been talking about you know a number of these big earthquakes ha- are, are overdue. We should have been getting bigger earthquakes, 7 plus, 8 plus earthquakes over the last 10, 20, 30 years. So I don't Again, I I don't know very much about any of this stuff. I have not looked into it that much, I will admit. But it's interesting that I see a number of channels starting to chatter about this online. That maybe there's something to it. Maybe this is something to look into. I don't know. Uh, hi, Cam. Good to see you in there. MS says I help raise pigs and chickens, so I'm set. <laughs> and yes, I, I need to make some more beef jerky. Uh, that uh, that box that I made, yeah, I, I, the, the batch that I just made two, three weeks ago is gone. I need to <laughs> probably make a bigger box. I don't know, because cause our beef jerky goes by, goes quick. Uh, if I don't pack it and freeze it, before mrs boss has at least half of it then it's probably not i don't even bother but uh, we do need to make uh, some more some more beef jerky do we make deer jerky we haven't uh we got a friend of a friend of ours that sent us some venison jerky uh and i haven't tried it but uh there's a possibility there that we may we may look into doing some venison jerky we've also talked about doing some bacon jerky And taking bacon and instead of frying it up in the pan or putting it in the oven, actually doing the, doing the jerky method and see what that does with it. So we may try that. We'll see. (laughs) And I don't, I'm not quite ready to, uh, to get some chickens. (laughs) We've been, we've been socking away, uh, we've been, we've been socking away some eggs, um, there is a way to preserve them. Yeah, besides, besides putting them into brine water, pickling brine water, uh, there is other. There's another way to preserve eggs. You can. What we've been doing is we've been scrambling them, putting them into ice cube trays and freezing them, and then um, vacuum seal them and put them in the freezer. So we've got some eggs preserved that way. We've we've talked about doing some, uh, some some brine bucket type storage, uh. But we haven't gotten there yet. So, they. I mean, there's all sorts of things out there that you can do for prep, preparing for, you know, tough circumstances. Let's say. So we'll say I we're we're not quite off of that yet. We're 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 yeah getting ready to start back in with the garden I've been and I actually I feel some I feel pretty accomplished this weekend because o- over uh, yesterday I managed to get more gutter covers installed so most of the compound now the gutters are covered I got some other stuff that I got I, I got some more some more gutter that still needs to be uh, done but I'm getting there. We'll see. All right. Yes, water glassing eggs. Uh, we Yeah, yeah, water glassing eggs. Uh, Mazer says, another soft topic. Wondering how you and Mindy are feeling about The Last of Us' latest episode taking place in a post-apocalyptic Kansas City. I was not even aware that The Last of Us' most recent episode was in a post-apocalyptic Kansas City because I'm not watching the show. I haven't played the game, uh, and... Where I don't even know where who's is it on HBO Max? I haven't even watched it. I'm I'm not uh I'm not uh up up to speed on any of that stuff. I will say, however, that if they did it the same way that uh uh Mad Money did shooting a Shreveport, it's probably not even going to be uh reflective of actual Kansas City. So I don't know. <coughs> it's uh it's interesting. Uh death angel shadow says I need to build frames for my garden. We're we're we've got a we've got a section we're looking at right now that we've got to expand. But you know, you got to get the we got to get the tiller into the into the shop because it's got a leak. It's losing gasoline. So we got to get that done. We have the, comp, the the compost to do. We have all of the dirt to turn and prep and get everything ready because it's it's getting time now to start planting stuff. So I don't know. Maybe we do a gardening channel. Gardens for me? Do we do that? I don't know. <coughs> Another video game that I'm probably not, not going to uh, not going to play, not because I don't have an objection to the game, but I don't have a device to play the game, nor do I have time to play the game. It's Ho- Hogwarts Legacy. It's coming out this week. And... I tell you, there are some people. There are some people that are having some ethical dilemmas. There are people having some moral dilemmas. There are people clutching at their pearls over this game. <clears throat> well, Camp says they don't have moral or, uh, morals or ethics. They they probably do have some morals or ethics, just probably not good ones. I mean Saul Alinsky had morals and ethics. They just weren't all that great. It's a it's a belief system. <clears throat> yeah, it is it is a moving goalpost. But the the funny the funny part of it is, see this is this goes back to the whole concept of the canceled cult to begin with, is the fact that they eventually turn on each other. They eventually eat their own. And yes, J.K. Rowling is pretty far left, but she's also uh, smart enough to recognize their two genders. And women are getting erased, are getting marginalized by transgender activists. Not, not, not the general transgender population. There's a distinct difference. And you can say that about any group, you have the group, normal people just want to give along live our life and just do our thing. and, and then you have the activists. Then you have the vocal, sometimes violent activists. And, that, and that's that's the group online, uh, you know, the 12 the 12 angry, crazy people on Twitter. <coughs> and that are calling for all of this boycott, boycott, boycott. if you look. You want to boycott Hogwarts Legacy? That's fine. J.K. Rowling's not going to lose any sleep over it. One, she doesn't have anything to do with the game. As far as direct development here, here she's involved in in the game. They paid her. She's gonna she's gonna make money. Whatever. They paid her. They make the gu- They make the game. And. You buy the game. You don't buy the game. She's already gotten paid. She gets paid a licensing fee. Game's coming out. She's going to get paid. Regardless of whether you buy the game or not. But there are some people. There are some people. Who are going to punish. The game company. For actions. And speech from J.K. Rowling. One of those. Checkpoint Gaming, I think this is a this is an outfit out of Australia. <clears throat> and Australia has got their own problems, let me tell you. Uh, but they have they have announced their flounce. This is what I'm calling it, folks. This is the announce the flounce. Right, we're just we're just, we're going to announce our exit. Not that anybody cares, but we're going to make a big deal out of it. The Checkpoint gaming team has made a conscious decision to not provide any coverage of Hogwarts Legacy due to J.K. Rowling's involvement with the Harry Potter IB and her anti-trans sentiment. She's never come out against transgender people, by the way. The game will not be reviewed by us, We have already declined a preview offer. It will not show up in our weekly coming out web feature or radio segment. It will not be discussed on our live broadcast. And it will not be involved with our Game of the Year nomination voting process. That's a heck of a run-on sentence. At least they've got commas in there. As you all hopefully know, because we're going to make sure that everybody knows... Checkpoint Gaming is an out, loud, and proud LGBTQIA organization. Boy, that alphabet soup just keeps getting more and more dense, doesn't it? The trans community, including those who listen to us, read our content, or contribute directly as part of our team, is incredibly important to us. The value they bring is significant and necessary. Their feeling of safety and support is paramount above all else. Look, okay, I'm not going to go any further with this. Our audience is important to us. Our readers are important to us. Period. And that's all you have to say. Why draw a distinction? Our black readers are important to us. Our blonde-haired readers are important to us. Our blue-eyed readers are important to us. Our Puerto Rican viewers are important to us. What difference does that make? Do you have do you have money? If I'm selling a product, my, my biggest concern is do you have money? Do you have the discretionary income that you can spend that money maybe on my product? Now, we don't we don't sell a product here. We deliver news and commentary. This is talk radio, talk radio on TV, news on Saturday morning. You know, it's, it's pretty, pretty straightforward down the center fair. And everybody's a volunteer. I would love to pay everybody. I would love to generate enough revenue with this thing that I can hand checks to everybody that contributes to this site. That's partly why we've set up the memberships. It's partly why we have the Subscribestar. It's why we have, you know, we're going to be setting up a merch store. But that's not going to be anything that's significant enough that it generates revenue that I can actually pay people, you know, a sizable income. That's the reality of things. I mean, (laughs) we get up to... 22,000 subscribers or 220,000 subscribers, then maybe that changes. Right now we've got 2250. That's the way it is. We have 106 over on Rumble. We have 231 on Odyssey. We're not a big channel. But from the comments that we've received... Most of the people who come and take a look at what we're doing, for the most part, they like what we're doing. And that's gratifying to me. That's good. It means we're doing something right. Not necessarily doing something on the right, but we're doing something right. The, the, The basic not being political, not being corporate, that formula works for us. (laughs) <laughs> MS. How to Succeed in Business. Write a book about how capitalism is evil, then sell tickets at $95 to speak against it. Isn't that what isn't that what Bernie just did? I don't know. Did Bernie did Bernie do that? Then you have here <coughs> another announce the flounce. Veronica Nicotine Ripley. Um Cotton Candy hair color, so of course. That's going to be, that's, it's a clear, 85% of the time it's a clear indicator that you're going to run into trouble. Now I have to be careful with that because Mrs. Boss had a little streak of purple in her hair, a little streak of pink in her hair, but she didn't do the whole head. She probably would not be Mrs. Boss right now if she did the whole head. Because it's a clear warning sign. Right, Eliza? Veronica Ripley, a statement on Hogwarts Legacy. On Saturday, February 4th, I was made aware of the extensive and blatant ad campaign for Hogwarts Legacy on Twitch. Well, yeah. We're selling it. We want you to buy it. That means we're going to advertise for it. <clears throat> utilizing and interrupting streams to promote this offensive product. How is it offensive, exactly? I mean, it's a Harry Potter video game. How is it offensive? That's my question. I mean, that, that right there. How is it offensive? You may get offended by something that J.K. Rowling says. Or you might get offended by something J.K. Rowling writes on our blog. But that doesn't have anything to do with this video game. So what exactly in the video game do you find offensive? What in this product that somebody is selling do you find offensive enough that you have to announce your flounce? Well, how dare they? What? What offends you? Hogwarts Legacy is a product ultimately funding J.K. Rowling, whose well-documented stance on trans people remains firmly rooted in a callous disregard for human life. Wow. Okay, one, J.K. Rowling's never come out against transgender people. J.K. Rowling has basically said there are two genders, and women do not need to be erased as as a consequence of the cause for transgenderism, you can't erase women at the same time. That's my understanding of what she's been saying. Yes, there are transgender people, and transgender people have their place, but so do women. Biological women who still identify as women, you can't just get rid of them. You can't erase their spaces. Therefore, I will not be streaming to Twitch while this ad campaign remains active. I call on every streamer to join me in taking a stance against bigotry, hatred, and those who support such views. I call on Twitch to end this harmful relationship with Hogwarts Legacy and to continue to take steps toward providing a safe space for the trans community. How is it harmful? How is it harmful? I mean, given, the, given the, the, the nature of society right now and the decline of the culture and the fact that Twitch spends so much time propping up hot tub streamers, might you want to reevaluate your priorities just a little bit? Maybe. I would say, This is just me being the old man in the room. But the hot tub streamers don't really have all that much to recommend them in the way of wholesome family values content. Twitch was supposed to be about playing video games. Hogwarts Legacy is a video game. And if you're going to be honest and objective as a reviewer, then you're going to put it into a vacuum. JK Rowling doesn't have anything to do with the game. Let's evaluate the game on the merits of the game. The story, the game mechanics, the playthrough stuff, the environment, the details... The design, the graphics, I, all of that. That's what you that's what you review. That's what you're talking about when you do when you do an article talking about it. And actually that's what CNET has done. And from what I'm gathering, a lot of reviews of this game are positive. And we're gonna talk about that. <laughs> right after this our transmitters are made from handwavium this is sci-fi for me radio do you ever wonder what scares people from india indonesia or italy well we're going to find out this season on foreign bodies where we'll be exploring these parts of the world plus we may revisit a few places that we've been before join us for more horrors around the world foreign bodies saturdays 1 p.m eastern 12 central on sci-fi for me tv Good Morning Multiverse, Saturday morning at 11, 10 Central, only on Sci-Fi for Me TV. All right, we are back. The reviews are coming in for Hogwarts Legacy. And most of them are positive. So let's see what we can see, shall we? All right. So um, I've got just a few here. I'm not going to spend a a whole lot of time on it. Clownfish TV has got a good video on it. Um, I think Yellow Flash has got a video on it. And I think Yellow Flash got... Unbanned from Twitter and then re from Twitter over this whole Eliza Blue thing. I don't know. All right, so here's CNET uh, headline: Hogwarts Legacy rekindles that Harry Potter magic. Uh, and it's it's a fairly positive. It's it's okay. I'm I mean, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go through all of this. I don't care. <clears throat> I can't. I I say that. I this is this is a mix for me. Because I'm more interested from a commentary side of things, I'm more interested in how people are responding to this, not necessarily what they're saying. This is a fairly positive, I mean this is this is a positive review. And then you have this here. Oh no, that's not it. Here here we go from, from end gadget. <clears throat> Why I'm reviewing Hogwarts Legacy. It's our world, not hers. See, this this dives into the controversy. And this, this article here, to me, is very telling when it comes to this kind of stuff. This is Jessica Condit writing this. Five days ago, a review code for Hogwarts Legacy landed in my inbox. I've been thinking about this moment for more than a year. Probably with angst. Ever since the backlash against the game started gaining traction online. Well, whose fault is that? The author of the Harry Potter novels is transphobic and she's targeted transgender women in particular. Let me see the receipts. Show me. Prove it. Let me see. What did she say? What exactly... Did she say? And what are you taking out of context that she said? Continuing here. For this reason, some people in the LGBT plus community and allies beyond, there's that word, allies, have decided to boycott Hogwarts Legacy and admonish anyone who chooses to play or stream it themselves. So the admonishment involves a lot of name calling, a lot of blocking and muting and... How dare you? <clears throat> On the flip side, potential players point out that the author wasn't involved in the creation of Hogwarts Legacy and her status as the world's richest author won't change regardless of the game's success. Also, they really want to play it. Okay? I fall into the second category. I'm currently about 15 hours into Hogwarts Legacy and I'm just barely scratching the surface surface rather. I'm having an incredible time. This feels like the RPG that Harry Potter fans have been waiting for, rich and alive and absolutely packed with magic. Here's where it gets interesting, folks. And I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to blow this up full screen so you can so you can see this because she said something positive about the game. And then says this. It's slightly frightening to write that down, knowing the condemnation I could receive. It's an extra light version of the dread I felt while publishing literally anything during Gamergate. But this time, it's more personal. The hate would be coming from people I actually care about. I'm worried about the cancel cult coming after me because I'm part of the cancel cult I'm part of the left. I'm part of the progressives. I'm I'm an ally. I'm part of this community, but I know they're going to eat me alive if I'm honest about what I think about this game. That's what this paragraph says to me. Now we get into bona fides. I've been a video game journalist for the past 13 years. I'm a bisexual woman, and I have a big old Harry Potter tattoo next to an anti-turf tattoo. Folks, here we go. Let me give you my virtue credentials along with my professional credentials. At least she leads with the professional credentials first. I mean, she says she's been doing this for 13 years. doesn't say where doesn't say how often she's been published or if anybody's reading her stuff. She's, just, she's been a game journalist for the last 13 years. Okay, fine. But more important than that is all of this other stuff. I feel uniquely positioned to care about this particular topic, and to that end, I have a quick story to tell. I'm not even going to get into it, but essentially this person found her safe space in Harry Potter fan fiction. And as like so many other people the fan fiction becomes the head canon for these folks. And the fan fiction becomes more real than the actual stories written by J.K. Rowling because this becomes their identity. And again, this and this goes back to something that, uh, uh, that was said in our Discord server. <clears throat> and it's spot on, nail on the head, MS says this. These people, fill in the blank, whatever those people are, these people are creating these things, whether it's fan fiction or Batwoman or anything in between. These people are creating these things. And when they make so much of a, a big heapum deal about the sexual identity of the characters or the, the gender of the characters or the, the, the race of the characters or anything like that, it's an extension of their own identity. I'm, I'm writing this story so I can put myself in the story. <clears throat> and if you're criticizing the work by extension you're criticizing the people creating the work and i think this absolutely nails all of this because what what have we said before twitter was okay until tumblr banned the porn and when tumblr banned the porn all of these people who had found their safe space in these in these shipping and, and fan fiction and fan erotica and all this other stuff involving all, all, all this slash fiction. All of those people went over to Twitter. And Twitter lost its mind. Now, social media, by extension, has all gone haywire crazy. But this, this right here, this article speaks exactly to that Phenomenon. We had all of this fan fiction and we had all of this great stuff and we had all of this that was ours. And it, my representation. Well, okay, you can have all of that. That's fine. The existence of the real Harry Potter franchise doesn't negate all of this stuff. I mean, you can do whatever you want with your fan fiction, but that's all it is. It's fan fiction, it doesn't inform the actual, real franchise. And you might want it to. You might project your own expectations and headcanon onto what's really part of the franchise, but that's not going to make it legitimate. And thus, does not make you legitimate. And that's the crux of the problem. We want our identity, we want my representation to become the definitive version of this, Whether JK Rowling wants to do anything with it or not. And that's part of the problem. Because if you don't like what the people making the product are doing, and your identity is tied up in your fandom of said thing, what are you going to do? It's not healthy. It's not healthy. And, and you know Hogwarts Legacy is just a, the latest example of this. I mean, she mentions Gamergate, right? It goes all the way back to that. It goes farther back than that. But Gamergate will always be that specter, that boogeyman that never goes away. Because Gamergate exposed a lot of these journalists for the not-objective people that they were. Whatever Anita Sarkeesian wants to say about Gamergate, Gamergate was not about sexism in gaming to start with. It was about ethics in journalists who were covering and reviewing games without disclosing that they had actual relationships with the people making the game, whether they were financial relationships or just friends' relationships or romantic, inve- in- 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 uh, romantic relationships or sexual relationships. Might want to know that going into reading your review because you're clearly not unbiased at that point. And people didn't like that getting exposed. And then you had Comicsgate. And that's still a thing. I mean, you still have stuff going on with Comicsgate. Even to the point now where you've got somebody like Eric July making $3.7 million. And Kevin Grievia comes out and says, Say what you want about Eric July. He just did it. He just created a comic book and made $3.7 million on a comic book. He did it. He's not just talking the talk. He did what Stan Lee did, what Jack Kirby did. He created a phenomenon with ISOM. Now it's going it's, to, it's, we've got to see if he can maintain it. What's ISOM number two going to do? What's ISOM number three going to do? What's that universe, what's the Ripperverse going to do? But starting fresh out of the gate, $3.7 million, not too shabby. And you have these sites, whether it's gaming journalists, or comic book journalists, or general science fiction horror journalists, Mary Sue, io9, Kotaku, all of these sites are going away. Because that's not how you run a successful business by sitting there and saying, well, we, don't like this certain thing, and we don't like this certain thing, and we don't like this certain thing, and all of those things that you don't like have absolutely nothing to do with what your business model is supposed to be about. If you're going to review video games, play the video game, tell me what you think about the video game. I don't care what your opinion of J.K. Rowling is. I don't care what your opinion of J.K. Rowling's views on anything is. I don't care what your opinion of Donald Trump is. I don't care what your opinion of Joe Biden is. I don't care what your opinion of Gamergate is. If you're going to review a video game, play the video game, write a review and say what you think about the video game. How are the graphics? How's the music? How's the story? What do the cutscenes look like? Does it all play and does it all flow? Is this a giant world? Can I get to explore the world, or do I, you know, am I am I stuck in this particular storyline and I got to play it through before I can do anything? Tell me about the game. Tell me what you think about the game. Are the characters designed well? Are the are the are the voice actors? doing a good job. Are the game mechanics there? Am I walk, Am I going to walk into a wall? Or do I get to get on the horse and I can ride the horse? It, I, tell me about the game. <coughs> Same for comic books. If you're going to review a comic book, tell me about the comic book. I don't care about the politics of the person writing the comic book unless... Unless a person's personal ideology gets so front and center in the story that it takes over, well, you can comment on that. And right or left, doesn't matter. (coughs) Same for books. Speaking of which, I do have... I do have my review of reinception that I'm working on right now. I've got to get it out there. It's it's in the pipeline, I promise. And we've got so many books here to read and review. But I'm not gonna write a review based on my own personal politics and what I think about whatever whatever personal politics of the author. I that's not the way you do it. It's not professional. Yeah, I'm just saying. And there are consequences to making those kind of choices. There are consequences when you announce the flounce, when you make those decisions for your site. Oh, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna do that. I'm not gonna cover that game because of J.K. Rowling. There are, there are consequences, and we're starting to see more consequences when it comes to the, comes to, to the, uh, to the comic book industry. <coughs> this came to my attention also through our Discord server. Newsarama co-founder makes a surprise exit from the comics journalism outlet. This is uh, Graham McMillan writing this on Popverse, which is... Um, I don't know who, who owns this because there's only like three or four different sites that own things anymore. It's the end of a very particular era with pop verse learning that Michael Doran, it might be Duran, comics journalism veteran and co-founder of Newsarama, has parted ways with Games Radar Plus and Newsorama after more than a quarter of a century. Duran started writing about comics online in a series of postings on the Prodigy message boards in 1995, well, I haven't heard that in a while, eventually titling the post, Prodigy Comic with Newswire. As his posts started getting shared in different locations online, the posts were retitled the Comics Newswire, then the Newswire, and eventually Newsarama, a brand co-created with Popverse contributor Matt Brady. Um, let's see. we goes through basically his, his history here with Newsorama and all these things. But here's, here's, the, uh, here's the interesting thing here. Uh, 2000 uh, Future PLC purchased the site as part of a larger deal in 2018 with the Newsarama.com site becoming part of the general pop culture entertainment site GamesRadar Plus, GamesRadar, as a comic-specific vertical. So basically at that point in 2018, which was now five years ago, Newsarama went away. Newsarama got folded into GamesRadar as just another section of GamesRadar. Kind of like io9 got folded into, what is, what are they, what are they folded into? Um, Crap, I can't remember now. But io9 is now no longer just io9. io9's folded into being a division of something else. Uh, Newsarama is one of the few comic book journalism sites that's unionized, although management such as Duran and Bishop were excluded from the WGAE-recognized union. You remember that? Gizmodo. Yes, thank you. Thank you, Death Angel. Uh, while neither Duran nor Games Radar have commented on or even confirmed Duran's departure, any email sent to his Games Radar email address prompts an auto-response that reads, quote, I am no longer in Newsaroma. Please contact George Marston or Roland Bishop. So... Duran has has gotten out of the way. He's left the company. <clears throat> Duran's departure is one that impacts a couple of Popverse app Editor Chris Arant was a long-term staff member and contributor to Newsarama before launching this site last year, the Popverse. So Chris Arant was at Newsarama for a long time. And now he's not. And he actually, I think... Left Newsarama about the time it got folded into Games Radar. I'm not sure he was an editor there for a while. And speaking of Chris Arant, he's gone over here to uh, to Twitter. You like creator-owned comics? There's creator-owned comics journalism, and he lists all these different ones. <clears throat> comics Beat being the first one, of course. That's Heidi McDonald's stomping ground, Heidi McDonald being part of the Whisper Network that was exposed a couple of years ago. But let's, let's take a look at this. Here's Chris Arant, who's got his site, The Popverse, and he's talking about all of these different play- other people that cover comics, movies, and TVs, and whatnot, and a lot of them are looking for people to give them money, donate money through various different processes. And you can give money to them directly. He's basically encouraging people to go and support these these groups financially because advertising revenue is gone. The bottom has fallen out. All of these websites gone. They're, they're they're shells of themselves. I mean, our site doesn't even get traffic as much as I would hope. A lot of it has to do with the fact that we spend so much time on video over here on the various different video platforms. But I was really surprised. Because I, I posted this really long, extensive, detailed article on the new DC Universe stuff. And it's barely gotten any traffic at all. Now, we got a huge spike on our January 1st article about what was going on over at Wizards of the Coast. Huge spike on that one. But our huge spikes don't translate into spikes on any other article, which really surprises me. So we don't have very much traffic on our .com, which is fine. I am working, I am working on a review of Reinception by Serena Strauss. That's coming to the dot com. It is. <laughs> Death Angel Shadows says they're all getting bought up and rolled into each other or firing all the journals and replacing them with ChatGPT. That's that's coming. ChatGPT is going to be a problem. If it's not already. It kinda is already because it's it's being tested. People are saying, you know, write a poem about how great X and so is. Well, I'm sorry. I, that, would, that would involve political bias, and I'm not a political bias type of thing. Well, write a, write a poem about how thus and so is. Oh, this so-and so is so great and wonderful. and hang on. You just said you couldn't do this. But you can if the politics are right. ChatGPT is going to reflect the biases of the people who programmed it. It's just like any other program. Just like any other machine learning or AI or anything. It's going to reflect the biases and the uh, the, the 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 preferences of the people who program it. This is not how you succeed in business, folks. By by announcing your flounce. By taking sides. It's just not. We don't take sides. Now, I, I have my opinions, and my opinions are my own. My opinions do not reflect the opinions of everybody here. We make that clear. There's little graphics that are everywhere. All of these different disclaimers and stuff you know and and the opinions that are expressed by the guests on these programs belongs to them your mileage may vary you may agree with some stuff that i say you may disagree with stuff that i say and that's fine <coughs> there's not there's not a rule that says you're only supposed to agree with me if you want to be part of our audience I'm not gonna do that to you, Emma says. Everyone on Discord got to coach. What happened to Coach? I didn't see that. I'm gonna have to take a look. You talking about over an Base network? I'm gonna have to see what happened to Coach. Emma <coughs> says. I pity the fool who doesn't join us on Discord. Direct quote from Mister T. You know, I haven't heard from Mister T in a while. I wonder. I wonder how he's doing. He's. He's got to be doing okay, hopefully. Hopefully he's doing okay, but yeah, join us. You can you can find us over on over on the Discord. Let me uh, where is it? Let me do that. Do that. Put that there. Ah, oh, come on. Put that, down, put that there. And show you. I can show you here and show you our Discord server. <clears throat> and yeah, the the link is in the chat, and the link is in the show notes. So uh, you can you can jump in and and join us in our in our discussions, various different uh, various different topics that we cover. Some dis- some discussions are a little bit more extensive than others. We've got a pretty good thread going over in the tabletop. C- uh, topic as well as the comics topic. So you know you can join us you can join us on over over on Discord. And you can also join us uh, if you're into social media. You can join us on various different social media accounts as well. And do connect with us on Odyssey and or Rumble. Um, Odyssey, we can do the live. We're not doing Rumble live yet because we just don't have the traffic over there yet to justify the expense but uh do connect with us on those because at some point maybe mama susan decides that we don't we don't do the right thing here on youtube <coughs> you need to you need to find us other places just in case the axe falls and uh and we're not on youtube anymore uh, i don't i don't anticipate that that's going to happen but you never know Uh, Okay, that's going to do it for us today, folks. Thanks very much for being here. Tomorrow night, we've got a new H2O podcast at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 Central. Um, We've got a bit that we're going to do. Uh, We're going to... uh, Assuming... Now, hang on. This assumes that something doesn't break news-wise tomorrow. I mean, we got the Disney call on Wednesday, and that's a whole another thing, but assuming we don't have crazy breaking news tomorrow, we're going to have, on the H2O podcast tomorrow night, we are going to be talking with um, Mr. Predicto, and we're going to be asking a bunch of questions of our crystal ball, and we're going to talk about that. Uh, So that's coming up. Then... Uh, We have, of course, uh, Live from the Bunker weekdays at 1 p.m. Eastern coming up on Wednesday. I'm not sure exactly how we're going to do it yet, but on Wednesday we are going to be doing something with the Disney Call. I don't know if we're going to watch it live because Valiant Renegade is going to be doing that, and I know everybody's going to be watching that. We'll probably do a post-game show of some sort. Uh, but Wednesday is going to be a weird day. So watch our socials. We'll post links and do some stuff there. Then Thursday night, the ranker Pit, 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 central. We're going to be talking about a lot of different things. And I imagine we'll probably talk about the Disney call as well as the, the most recent couple of episodes of the bad batch. But there's a lot of stuff happening this week. This is a crazy week. Um, and Wednesday is going to be loaded uh, with regard to Disney because you get the earnings call. You've got the uh, the special session and the Florida, uh, the Florida government uh, talking about Reedy Creek. <laughs> All that this. You got the Nelson Pelt stuff. It, I mean, yeah. And and speaking of which, I'm only going to mention this, but you should probably look at uh, Value Renegade and WDW Pro on uh, on the videos that they dropped yesterday with the latest news about what Disney's plan is for Star Wars moving forward. Um, it's <laughs> it, it's pretty choice, and I imagine some people are going to have some things to say about it, and we may. We may open up. Uh, well, I I don't know. I, just just be watching our socials. Get into Discord and and join us there because I imagine this is going to be a very lively, active discussion about all of the things that are coming out about Disney and Star Wars this week, uh, and of course, Indiana Jones is right around the corner. So stay with us. Stay with us, and do consider. Getting a membership. I, I don't put a whole lot of emphasis on this. We've got a couple of members. We we the memberships are open now on, on both YouTube and Odyssey. Do consider being a member. You don't have to. There's nothing there's nothing that says, you know, become a member or else. But uh, but there is that. That's another way that you could support us. So that's it for us today, folks. Thanks very much for being here. Remember, the media are not your friends. The government doesn't care about you. They want you to think there are five lights. But there are only four lights. This has been a presentation of SciFi4Me.com. Copyright 2023 by Flaming Dog Media, LLC. All rights reserved. No portion of this program may be retransmitted without the express written consent of Flaming Dog Media. You're listening to scifi For me Radio.